0: Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. Just let that be ride. Right. How y'all doing today? Pause. Stop. How y'all doing? What's up everybody? All my chimichangas and tacos out there and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. I am always your host. The fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. It's me. It's a -A J-A-M-I-E. Your 151st favorite podcast host. And as always, your Sherpa down this road of nerdiness. And on today's episode, we are talking Transformers The Last Night. That's right, the newest episode in the Transformers trilogy of movies. Well, the second trilogy of movies, I guess, considering this is the fifth one. But we're going to move on, and we're just going to listen to it from that. Is it worth seeing? Should you waste your time on it? Is it just another Michael Bay flop? Well, let's just jump into it let me tell you about it right now. The movie is a Transformers movie for all intents and purposes. You know what you're getting. You're not going into this expecting an Oscar-caliber performance here. Um, The movie starts off, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I'm not going to try to spoil the whole movie, but I am going to be talking about some key points that may be spoilerific. So if you don't want to listen to it, then I suggest you skip to another episode. Go back and listen to the backlog if you haven't. If you have, then just go back and listen to them again. So that's it. You've been warned. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This movie starts in medieval times. King Arthur and Merlin. And they are fighting the revolution. And this movie starts off Michael bay There's explosions. There's cheap jokes. There's a joke about drinking. And then there's Transformers. Apparently the Transformers have been here forever, and Merlin, who admits to being a fraud and a charlatan and not really a wizard, actually is the one who has bestowed a staff that controls the Transformers that one day will allow him to command the dragon, the twelve knights of the Transformers to protect him. They slaughter the revolution, King Arthur and the knights of the round table are saved, the Transformers are part of it. We skip a day today to... Day we skip forward in time to current... Um, Optimus Prime is gone to find his creator. And the world is an apocalyptic... Uh, excuse me. An apocalyptic uh, playground for them... They. It seemed like the Autobots didn't know what to do without him, so they're fighting, and we're getting Transformers coming in all the time. And the Earth has put a new task force involved with finding Transformers and basically hunting them. And again, there's explosions, explosions, explosions. They do a "Stand by Me" reference with um, a group of kids walking from school, and one of them says, "You guys want to see a dead robot?" And then they sneak into a uh, place that's blocked off by federal fencing to go see a dead robot who's not dead it actually lives then they meet um a girl i don't remember the names of these characters and i'm i'm apologizing for it but they meet a new girl the new character who's lives in this sector and there's an autobot or a transformer that she calls Canopy which is saving them Canopy ends up getting taken out by the uh armed forces uh that are fighting transformers He's bleeding out. Basically, it's your only family. Blah blah blah. Let's just move on. There's a part with Mark Wahlberg enters. Mark Wahlberg goes to try to find the uh, transformer that just crashed, the one that the kids found that's actually alive that they thought were dead. And we get kind of a Green Lantern-ish moment, like with uh Abin Sur and Hal Jordan, to where the Transformers basically saying, "Take this medallion, the talisman, whatever you want to call it." Which is what they, he needs to be the last night, the one that can command help command the last night Transformers. The movies this movie is a, I mean, it's a normal Michael Bay-ish movie. like I said before, you're getting tons and tons of explosions. It seems like every time you turn around, there's something blowing up. Michael Bay loves his explosions. Um, you're getting cheap jokes, cheap knockoff jokes. It seems like they kind of take the, the cheap way out just to get a little laugh. There is one part that's really funny in the movie. I don't want to spoil it for you. But there's a series a Siri reference with iPhones. You'll, you'll get it when you watch the movie. I don't really want to spoil that for you because it's the one part that I genuinely laughed at. Genuinely. I can't talk today, people. I, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. But genuinely uh, laughed at. I don't really want to spoil that for you. But the movie, for all intents and purposes, is... It's it's a summer movie. Um, I'm not gonna say you should spend ten dollars to go see this movie. I'm saying that you know if you're a fan of the Transformers movie, go see it because you know what you're getting. You're not getting an Oscar caliber film, even though it has one of the greatest actors of all time, Anthony Hopkins, in the movie, and it, he interacts with Mark Wahlberg. And I just I I, I just I didn't know how I feel. I got kind of chuckle out of that seeing Mark Wahlberg interacting with anthony hopkins in a transformers movie it seems like i don't know i don't know how they pulled off getting anthony hopkins to do this movie i really don't know unless it was just something he wanted to do for fun i just i i, I don't understand it um you have one of the greatest actors ever and and mark Wahlberg. no offense to mark Wahlberg, i actually like the movies he he does you know he's 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 not gonna be you know he, he does good And and what he's cast in. And he does good cast in this role. But it's just weird to see these two different spectrum, different caliber actors interacting in a movie that one's tailor-made for and the other one's completely out of place for. I'll let you decide which one I'm talking about. But I think you already know. Um, Anyway, we get get a character with um, a oxford professor with doctorates and everything uh a she's a history buff history major whatever you want to call her works at a museum she's a professor and she's a she's the one who's never had who doesn't have a boyfriend doesn't have time for work oriented and of course it's you sit coming a mile away mark Wahlberg and her end up getting together and having feelings for each other Mark Wahlberg does his gratuitous ab shot where he's changing clothes, and she sees him without a shirt on, and she's rendered speechless because of his abs. We see this in pretty much every movie Mark Wahlberg's in. I mean, he made a career out of it, and my hat's off to him. I tip my hat to him because, I mean, how many people can say they've made a career off having good abs? That's pretty much Mark Wahlberg. Um, again, the movie, the movie's... Nah. It's in the in the Transformers universe. It's better than the last one. It's nowhere near. It's not three hours long. Um, you're not completely oversaturated. Some of the visuals are actually really enjoyable to me. Uh, the some of the space stuff you see is really cool to look at. The Transformers. It seems like this is just an excuse for Michael Bay to put exotic cars, which he loves, apparently, in in the movie because every every one in this is. An exotic car, it seems. At some point, uh, new Camaro, Bugattis, McLarens, Lamborghinis—so many just exotic cars—and that seems to be what Mar- what uh, Michael Bay loves. And that seems to be all. All the Transformers are—they're are, kind of bland. Like they don't—you—you you get the characteristics and the personalities from the ones before the uh, four main ones from the before. But I mean, they're called just kind of cut and paste and interchangeable. None of them are even really essential to the plot. None of the Transformers in this movie besides maybe Optimus Prime and uh, Bumblebee which are the two main ones are really essential to this plot. And I don't even honestly think Optimus Prime is that essential to this plot. To be fair, I guess you can say none of these Transformers are even that really that essential to the plot. Megatron's back and again he's re redone and reinvented and, and, and he's got a new look, updated look and I mean, I I don't, I don't get it. He he's he's different in every everyone, and I know they rebuild him, but I mean, it, I don't know. He's the only one that ever seems to get a lot of upgrades for some reason. He's the only one that ever looks different in almost every movie. Um, once again, we get him trying to help destroy the Earth, and spoiler alert: once again, he fails. Um, they're trying to rebuild Cybertron with a God that had created the Transformers. Or I can't think of her name, I'm not even going to try to butcher her name, I'm sorry people, I know this is very informative, but if you're a Transformers fan, you're going to see the movie and you'll get what I'm talking about. The one thing I did thought was cool is that from the um, Transformers cartoon movie they did in the 70s, I believe it was, 70s, 80s, oh lord, my geek's not showing right now. Uh, anyway, they Unicron, which was the 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 planet the, the Transformer planet, which was the main antagonist in the film. Um, in this one, they actually flip the script and make it to where Earth is Unicron. And they're facing Cybertron. And it, I just thought that that was a cool little uh, change to have Earth actually be Unicron. Instead of being the, the thing they're trying to help Optimus Prime, you get uh, Vengeance Prime, Venomous Prime whatever it is, where he turns bad to try to help Cybertron, and then he, he turns good again with a come-to-Martha moment. This moment right here, and again, I'm spoiling this, annoyed me so bad, and I don't know why. Um, Optimus Prime is fighting uh, Bumblebee. They're they're fighting. He's getting the best of him. He has a sword up, fixing to stab him, and I'm going to set the tone again. Uh, this is just like when Batman was fixing to Stabbed Superman, and Superman said, Protect Martha. Batman says, Why did you say that name? And then he gets told that that was his mother's name, and all of a sudden they're friends. This is... He's beating Bumblebee. They're fighting. Uh, he's got the staff to bring to uh, Cybertron to help suck the Earth dry, or Unicron dry, and rebuild Cybertron. And... They're fighting. Bumblebee's trying to stop him, which, again, we find out Bumblebee was from like he's been around forever, and apparently Transformers have been on this planet forever. I don't I don't know why. I don't know how they're gonna do this. It seems they just came to this planet. I know I'm ranting here and I've got it go off subject, but they just came to this planet in the first movie, but yet they've been here forever, and and it's just these movies are getting so convoluted. But back to my point, uh, they're fighting. Optimus Prime gets the best of him. He's holding Bumblebee down, fixing to stab him with his sword, and Bumblebee talks, and not with his radio where you hear different quotes, clips from different songs and movies that throughout time. Um, it's a he says in his own voice, "I'm your best friend. I've known you the longest. I will. I'm loyal to you. I will fight with. I will lay down my life for you. Something to that effect." And Optimus Prime instantly forgets that he's possessed or, or reprogrammed or whatever and he's good all of a sudden and I was just I was sitting in the movie theater and people were happy about it and I'm just like what like, seriously what what just happened how did he go from being corrupted or whatever to just in a fraction of a split second no longer he he just he doesn't he's back to being good into to the plot, it made point, but I just, I didn't understand it, and it was too much of a Batman, Superman, Martha moment, and I just, I, it just, for some reason, I was like, this don't make no sense. And again, I know the movie isn't supposed to, you know, be like that, but it's just little things like this just irked me. They didn't need that moment. I mean, it was a big moment. It's the first time you actually hear Bumblebee's voice, and, and I understand, I know why it was needed, but they didn't actually need the moment to me. The the whole point of this is is moot, and again, all these Transformers are interchangeable. The the movie, for all intents and purposes, didn't even it doesn't have that many Transformers in it, and they're not essential to the plot really at all. And then the backstory's changed and the there's the clan of Wic- and who have protected the history of the transformers and there's a reference to wiki and i, I just you know i started this um, episode not wanting to bash the transformers that bad because you know these movies are they they they're, they're they're full of action and they're for um they're, they're for people just to go and see a bunch of explosions, hear some music um see some, you know, have some dialogue, we know these movies aren't great going in, nobody does, but they're just meant to have a good time, and I didn't want to bash it, but even now, I'm thinking back to this movie I just saw, and then I'm thinking back to all the other ones, and I'm just saying, there's so many plot holes, there's so much that is wrong with these movies, that I don't know why I like these movies. But I do they're just fun action packed movies again, I'm not having to go in here and I'm not having to think you know I'm not happen to to be two steps ahead. I'm not looking for anything specific. It's kinda like watching a fast and the furious movie to where you know what you get going in, and there's no reason to really just complain about it that much um but the the these the movie. This movie especially to me doesn't need it, it it's oversaturated with story and dialogue and back and and it kinda just disconnects from all the other movies but yet it's all in the same universe and it just they're gonna they they're supposed to be doing like ten of these and this is the fifth one and they're stretching everything so thin that I honestly don't know how to pull it off. They will, and these are cash grabs. Transformers always make money. The, these movies are always going to make money, because kids are always going to want to see it. It's a robot that transforms into a car, and there's explosions, There's there's a little bit of cussing, there's cheap jokes, there's exotic cars, there's beautiful women, there's attractive men. That's just what it is. But to me, this, again, this movie just... It feels like that's all it was with a cash grab. It feels like a, a cash grab from Michael Bay Studios and and even Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg's an executive producer on this. I don't know what all he did. I don't know how much he had, if it's just a name credit, if he contributed anything and they just gave him the... I don't know what Steven Spielberg did. I mean, the movie is a big-budget blockbuster summer movie. I mean, you see the, the, the CGI and the visuals are actually really they're really cool to watch and there are some cool little moments in it and the movie's not terrible but i just i don't understand some of the the, the gusto with which it here this is just to me this is clearly a cash grab to say we're just going to make more money cuz we got to justify having these and the the movie is just it's not the worst transformers movie there is it's also not the best transformers movie there is and Again, if you like the Transformers movies, go see it. You'll enjoy it. You know what you're getting. You're not getting anything new. You're not getting anything different. It's the same uh, cut, copy, paste formula they've used for every Transformers movie. Optimus Prime isn't in this one that much, and that's probably the the biggest difference, is that he's not the essential character plot point of this, Transformer of this. Um, it's This is more kind of focused on Bumblebee, and even he's not that much into it and it's it's just it's a strange Transformers movie it's not a terrible one Um, again if you're a Transformers fan go see it you'll enjoy it you'll know what you're getting if you're one of them guys that likes big budget action summer blockbusters go see it it's worth it Um, honestly this might be something you want to catch on Redbox Uh, it might be a better use of your money but again this is just a it's a big budget again big budget blockbuster action film for the summer, and that's all this is, it's a cash grab for it, and they're just trying their best to put content out and do the the formula that they know works and makes money, and I can't fault them for it, Um, so that's pretty much my thoughts on the Transformers last night, Um, I'm going to do one about the entire Transformers theory, uh, I'm sorry, this is like my fifth mess up of this episode. And, you know what? I'm not cutting none of it. I'm going to keep it all in there. I'm not getting rid of none of it. So, once again, pause, rewind, play. This, I'm going to do an episode on the entire Transformers uh, movie, film, ology. I'm going to compare it to the Transformers cartoons from the uh, 70s and 80s. And, I'll talk about that in a later episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And, I hope it gave you a little insight. I hope I didn't spoil too much for you. Um... But again, it's a Transformers movies. You know what you're getting. Uh, so, thank you once again. You can follow me on Twitter, at NerdPoolPod. Um, I'm on Instagram. You can find me, uh, SoundCloud.com slash NerdPoolPodcast. Download the free app. Thank you again to all my chimichangas and tacos out there. That's NerdPool for this week. See ya. You are now listening to the Nerfle Podcast. Hope you enjoy it.